So today we are reading in John chapter 3, verse 16 through, let's see here, through 21. So it's just five verses, uh, but these are five of the most influential verses and most well-known verses, really, and, and especially 316 um, and, and in all the Bible. And, and it's definitely, I would say, the clearest presentation of what the gospel message actually is in all of the Bible. Um, so looking at, I'm going to read these verses, um, but looking at these verses, we'll notice that it starts with the word for, meaning it's connecting back to this interaction between Jesus and Nicodemus. That's where this is all coming from. It says, so God, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever believe or whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and people loved the darkness more than the light because of their evil, because of their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. So again, uh, when we look at this, we see that word for, which really connects us back to the story and this interaction between Jesus and Nicodemus. Um, and uh, and, and another big word, the next big word that I think is really in this in this sentence, this first sentence is world. God so loved the world, not he so loved Israel, but the world, which was uh, really the story at this point that God loved Israel. And that would be that would have been a big word for Nicodemus. It would have stood out to him. He loved the entire world, not um, not just that he loved us. But he goes on that he did something for us. He loved us and he sent his son. He gave him Jesus as a sacrifice, um, which is the same sacrifice that Jesus, to start out John's gospel, the very first thing that Jesus did that is kind of a public ministry thing in John's gospel was he walked into the temple and turned over those tables where people were selling animals to be their sacrifice for their sin. Jesus was one of those animals uh, in, in, in a proverbial sense. I mean, that's what Jesus came to do was to be that sacrifice, to be that free sacrifice. Another important word here is believe, meaning we don't earn it. We don't act our way into receiving God's grace. That's another word that, that Nicodemus would have cued in on, believe. What do you mean believe? It's not we sacrifice our way or we do all of our Jewish laws and earn our salvation? No, we we trust, we believe that this is ha, has in fact happened. And when we do that, the, another word, important word was receive. We believe and we receive that grace. We In verse 18, we are not condemned. When we believe that Jesus was our sacrifice, we receive grace in that we are not condemned. We are not in a state of owing God anymore. We're released from that burden simply through belief. And then what happens if we don't believe? Well, it, the Bible says here in, in uh, this section, it says that we have already been condemned. It's not that, and I'm air quoting here, that God sends us to hell. It's not that God sends us to hell. We're already headed in that direction. 
That's the momentum that we already have. Eternal life separated from God. Eternal life just gone, right? That's that's where we're destined to be. God doesn't relegate us to that. That's where we're headed unless we're saved, unless we believe. And once we believe, we come into God's kingdom and we re- receive eternal life. And it's even better than that, which we'll, we'll see. But so we're released from that burden of that momentum uh, by placing our belief in God. Um, and it's interesting he goes on to say, uh, Jesus goes on to say in verse 19, that light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Meaning, meaning, um, you know, even though God has come, we still choose to give in to evil, to follow our temptations, to give in to pressure, um, to take the easy road, you know, the easy choice, which se- which is the wrong choice that we know is the wrong choice because we don't want to take the hard choice, which is the right choice which later actually becomes the easier choice to have made, right? Um, We choose autonomy over God's will for our lives. Um, We do all that knowingly. And and so Jesus goes on to say that when we do evil things, we hate the light. In other words, we can tell whose we are by what we do. Um, So another way to look at this is Jesus is almost pushing this idea of, of acting right. So we, we receive grace by belief, but it's by our actions that we prove to ourselves that we are actually God followers. It's not that we are to use other people's um, actions to, to condemn them. It's not that we're to look at other people and say, well, they're doing this, so they can't believe this, so they're really not saved. That's not the point. The point is, I can look at my own actions and I can tell whose I am. That's that's the point of of I think that Jesus is drawing out here that that when we hate the light, it's proof that we've got work to do on our hearts. So these five verses are just loaded with content. I mean, um, in, in the end, though, it it really boils down to I think four words: loved, sent, believe, received. God so loved the world that He sent His only Son to be a sacrifice. In order to save it, God loved the world, and so He sent His Son. And all we have to do is believe in that work, and in doing so, we receive eternal life with God. And it's better than that; we experience God here on this earth, in this life, if we pursue Him in that way in this life. Um, that's a pretty awesome message. And like I said, that is the clearest presentation of I think the gospel in all of um, the Bible. And uh, it's, it's, it's in response to this question from this rich young ruler, Nicodemus. 